America. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Good afternoon, my fellow Americans. Welcome back to America First. I'm your host, JWR. We have a few things to talk about today, but before we get into that, we have our weekly segment of Today in History. Today in History, in 1768, the Boston Gazette publishes the Liberty Song, America's first patriotic song. And on to, the, well, you know, we've come a long way since then. A lot of uh, new patriotic-esque songs have been published. So, but that's where it started. And uh, anyway, on to the news. First up, some uh, spatial news. Scientists find possible signs of life on Saturn's moon and Enceladus and E-N-C-E-L-A-D-U-S. Not sure how to say that. In a recent interview, Dr. Brad Tucker said NASA's space probe Cassini uh, found methane, a byproduct of life, emerging from a large sheet of ice. Dr. Tucker, a cosmetologist, a cosmetologist, there we go, from Australia National University, said the space probe Cassini uh, was able to collect data from the cracks in the ice that shoot out gases like a geyser. When the probes went through these plumes of gas, imagine like geysers shooting out of the cracks, he explained. Not only did they detect hydrogen, they detected methane, which is shown to be in the latest study a potential strong byproduct of life. You know, think cows like methane. Think cows, think methane. Uh, the cosmetologist said the data shows it is very likely that the plumes are habitable to Earth-like microorganisms, but further investigation will be required to test the hypothesis. Dr. Tucker added that in future missions, they may be able to drill through the sheet of ice to look for other signs of life. Next, uh, back to politics. I know it's people are tired of hearing about politics, but that's all there is now. So, Joe Biden has rolled out his door-to-door -door vaccination agenda at full speed, which has raised many concerns the Federal Emergency Management Agency assembled surge teams to bring door knockers to local communities as early as next week, with more to come later this month. However, some states did not wait for federal oversight. Over the weekend, Illinois volunteers took part in the Community Health Ambassador Outreach Door Knocking Project to increase COVID-19 vaccine acceptance and received an, instructional, an instruction manual from the campaign team Volunteers were instructed to ignore no soliciting signs and stick to the, their script, which included directions to inform Americans that vaccines were the first step to getting our lives back and a part of the solution. The vaccination status of taxpayers would be added to, the, to a database to present important, uh, important information that the health department is relying on. However, they did not specify how the Department of Public Health would use this medical information. At a brief over the weekend, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki made it clear that Biden, the Biden administration would not back down anytime soon. The failure to provide accurate public health information, including the efficiency of vaccines and the accessibility of them to people across the country, is literally killing people, she claimed. 
It is something that we will continue to work with local groups to do. Saki's, Saki's remarks, still don't know how to say her name, uh, quickly prompted conservatives such as former candidate for the Arizona House of Representatives Jesse Kelly to warn Americans from inviting the federal government into their homes. They predict it could lead to further constitutional violations in the future. On Sunday, Kelly stressed this was less about simply educating Americans than the Biden administration has let on. They're trying to shame you into it. That's what it is, he explained. When someone asks you some, uh, something face-to-face, it could be hard to say no. That's what this is. They're going to try to shame you into it. At the Conservative Political Action Conference on Sunday, Texas Representative Lance Gooden said Biden seemed more focused on soliciting uh, at doorsteps of Americans than he was at to confronting national security issues such as foreign attacks, uh, attacks on U.S. energy head-on. You've got a Biden administration that's too afraid to call them out. They're worried about sending people door-to-door to give folks vaccines, he expressed. It's not Joe Biden or Nancy Pelosi or anyone's business if I have a vaccine or not. Despite their urgency, even officials within the Biden administration, such as Health and Human Services Secretary Xavier Persura, uh, uh, have confirmed Americans are under no obligation to answer the questions or uh, volunteers or even the door. Next, we have some news from Arizona. Senator Wendy Rogers suggested the audit of 2020 elections was set to reveal massive fraud by Democrats. In a tweet on Tuesday, Rogers said the numbers from the Arizona audit did not match the purported outcomes of 2020 elections. The senator added it was still unclear by how many votes or whether the audit would change election outcomes. This comes after Senator uh, Senate President Karen Fan said the numbers didn't match in Maricopa County as suspected previously. All we're doing is just counting number, counting the number of ballots. It's a paper counting machine. Is all it does. She explained. They haven't released a number yet. If you will, however, we do know that those do not match the Maricopa County at this point. Arizona auditors said the forensic review was drawing to an end, and their final report was expected to be released in a few weeks. More information is expected to be released from Arizona State Senate on Thursday, which it was. Okay. Oh, okay. So Arizona uh, audit experts announced the voting machines were indeed hacked via internet connection in last year's elections. During the Arizona Senate hearing, uh, Cypher CEO Ben Cotton said Dominion machines in Maricopa County were connected to the internet. This comes as Maricopa County officials have continued to resist the state Senate's subpoena to turn over the voting machine routers. Arizona Republicans claimed internet routers' chain of custody records and images of mail-in ballots have yet to be turned over to the auditors. Meanwhile, auditors have yet to reveal the scope of the fraud, including both ballots and electronic equipment along with their assessment on whether it changed election outcomes. Uh, Cotton said 
Last year's elections were not secure. The registration server that was public facing did have unauthorized access to that. In cybersecurity terms, it was breached, said Cotton. Following the hearing, Arizona GOP Chair Kelly Ward went on to, uh, to highlight there is a significant number of potential fraudulent votes. We also learned that according to the written records, there were about 74,000 mail-in ballots that were received by the county, but there is no record that they were ever sent out, said Ward. There were also nearly 4,000 people who were shown as having voted on Election Day, but the registration date is after August or October 15, 2020, which was the deadline for registering to vote. Joe Biden purp uh, purportedly won Arizona by less than 11,000 votes, which is much less than the amount of potential fraud. Meantime, State senators are preparing additional subpoenas to get a hold of of those materials. The audit results are set to be released in the coming weeks. So we'll keep an eye out for that and let you know. Next up, Texas Voter Integrity Bill, SB1, passed the state Senate. The legislation passed on Tuesday night in an 18-4 vote. It will now head to the state house where most Democrats have fled to avoid having to vote on similar legislation proposed in the house. The bill aimed to strengthen voting integrity by adding new voter ID requirements and adding a monthly review on Texas voter rolls. House Republicans slammed Democrats for fleeing the state by pointing out all of the, uh, uh, sorry, by pointing out all the other important measures they're leaving behind, including ones on border security and elder care. Republican Representative Jim Murphy of Texas uh, went on to say, by walking out again, the Democrats have potentially killed legislation that benefits our teachers, that works for our foster kids, that benefits our seniors, takes care of our families and all Texans who want a Texas solution to the drug trafficking and human smuggling occurrence and human smuggling occurs along the border. As of now, the state house lacks quorum to pass either of the bills. However, the Texas house didn't did vote on Tuesday to send for all Democrats who fled to DC and bring them back, even if it requires their arrests. Things are heating up in Texas. We'll let you know how it turns out as things are updated. Next, Republican and Democrat lawmakers are working to come to an agreement on a bipartisan infra uh, infrastructure deal before the August recess. The finalized bipartisan deal may be coming sooner than expected. A group of lawmakers announced Tuesday that the $1.2 trillion infrastructure deal Will, or which would spend money on a variety of infrastructure projects could be finalized by the end of the week. On the bipartisan infrastructure bill, we're moving forward, uh, stated Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. We had a report from Kirsten Cinema, yeah, Cinema of Arizona that she is optimistic that we can get to the goal that I proposed that we have legislation ready by Friday. The bill could come to the floor as soon as this week, or as soon as the week of July 19th. 
The legislation, however, has faced criticism as some Republicans are reportedly wary of passing a bipartisan deal if it means Democrats will pass a large multi-trillion dollar package without Republicans under uh, reconciliation. Democrats have previously argued that the bipartisan plan, will, uh, while addressing a lot of major infrastructure concerns, does not address tax credits for families. Investments in child care or other programs that Democrats assert are necessary for all. The Senate Budget Committee was considering a nearly $6 trillion spending figure for the separate package, which is a price tag that allegedly was a bit high for some moderate Democrats. Senator Bernie Sanders uh, met with Joe Biden over negotiations on the infrastructure reconciliation proposal on Monday. We want to see a reconciliation bill which shows the working families of this country the government can and must work for them, stated the Vermont lawmaker. Reports Tuesday stated Senate Budget Committee Democrats had agreed to a target goal of $3.5 trillion for their budget re uh, reconciliation package while stating that the plan is fully paid for. Next. Jake Evans, former chairman of the Georgia Ethics Committee, has launched a congressional bid, uh, congressional bid against Representative Lucy McBath. Uh, during, the in during an interview on Tuesday, Evans announced his run as an effort to fight back against the radical left who have wanted to erase our culture, our values, and our American identity. Invoking President Trump and former Republican Speaker of the House Newt Gingrich, Gingrich, Evans vowed to be a strong conservative trailblazer in his campaign ad. Evans went on to say, that's why just like President Trump and former Congressman Newt uh, Gingrich, I'll blaze a trail with bold conservative values and big ideas that get us back on the right track. Evans stepped down as chairman for the Ethics Commission at the end of June, in preparation for his House bid to challenge Macbeth, uh, he asserted Americans needed lawmakers who would fight for constitutional rights rather than political op uh, opportunism. Evans is joining a handful of other Republicans running in the Peach State's 6th District, including former State Representative Megan Hansen and Army veteran Harold Earls. Hello, my fellow Americans. It's me, JWR, just chiming in to tell you about our new merch line. If you go to redbubble.com and look up America First Podcast, you'll find multiple items with our logo on it. Any and all purchases will go to bettering the podcast and to some charities. But uh, yeah, just check it out. We got shirts, bags, stickers, pins, cups. But uh, anyway, again, this has been... JWR from America First, and thanks for tuning in, and thank you for your support. Next up, a, a major House subcommittee has pushed through a spending bill for the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services without including a decades-old bipartisan amendment that prevents federally funded abortions. The Labor, Health, and Human Services Committee approved the legislation on Monday, which would allow an, un an unlimited amount of taxpayer dollars 
to be used for abortion procedures. Republican Representative Tom Cole of Oklahoma voted against the bill, saying Democrats are out of touch with what the American people want. He also drew attention to the fact that for years, members of the House had agreed to include the provision and allow Americans to live by their uh, conscience. Cole pointed out Joe Biden was among those lawmakers at one time. Many critics have called attention to this flip-flopping by Biden, including his vice president. Cole reiterated the bill is unlikely to pass through the Senate without the amendment in place. Even if all Democrats supported removing the ban, including, including Senator Joe Man uh, Manchin, uh, Mankin, whatever, of West Virginia, <laughs> who also publicly supported Hyde, the left would not have the votes uh, to overcome a filibuster. Nevertheless, the bill is now headed to the full Appropriations Committee for a markup and an eventual, eventual uh, vote where Republicans are likely to stand firm and secure the Hyde Amendment during negotiations. On to the next, we got Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell has said infl uh, inflation will remain elevated before moderating. In the coming months, Powell made the comment on Wednesday while presenting the Fed's semi-annual monetary policy report to the House Financial Services Committee. This comes as inflation has surged every month since Joe Biden took office. Central, Central Bank chief noted economic imp uh, improvements but said the labor market was still below pre-pandemic levels. Inflation is being temporarily boosted by base effects as the sharp pandemic-related price declines from last spring drop out of the 12-month uh, calculation, said Powell. Powell's comments come as U.S. consumer prices in June grew at the fastest pace seen in 13 years. He added the economy needs to improve more before the central bank cha changes its monetary policy. Next on the docket, <laughs> President Joe Biden has touched or touted, sorry, touted the rollout of the first monthly child tax credit relief payments. Democrats are congratulating themselves in spite of Republican concerns. During a speech on Thursday, Biden and Kamala Harris Marked, out, marked the rollout of checks and direct deposits after the announcement the Internal Revenue Services reported payments for nearly 60 million children have been dispersed, mostly via direct deposit, at between 3000 and 3600 per child. The total was close to $15 billion in spending. Democrats on the Hill were quickly to jump on the celebration. However, while Democrats have called the program a tax cut, Republicans have called it closer to a welfare expansion. Republicans believe the move disincentivizes parents who were laid off during the pandemic from seeking work. Biden appeared to recognize their concern and immediately dismissed it. Some GOP lawmakers have released their own version of the program, which ties the child tax benefit to work and has been part of child tax credits since the late 1990s. Uh, while the benefit is set to expire after a year, Biden has already pushed for its extension. And finally, 
Republican Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas announced legislation to stop military officers from teaching critical race theory. At a Republican dinner on Friday, Cotton said CRT was an anti-American idea that only focused on skin color and opposed the foundations of the democracy. Cotton has recently worked with other Republicans, such as uh, Representative Dan Crenshaw of Texas, to create the combating racist training in the uh, combating racist training in the military act. Our service members don't need to be reading arguments that America and our institutions, including the military, are inherently racist and irredeemable. Crenshaw asserted it's determinate, it's detrimental to the morale of the very men and women who put on the uniform to defend America with their lives. Cotton and Crenshaw launched the whistleblower tip line for military members who, to report evidence of CRT training and have received hundreds of tips just since its inception in May. Uh, according to the senator, numerous sailors interviewed in the report have contended the Navy seemed to be prioritizing diversity issues over actual combat. The fact that 94% of all the sailors interviewed throughout the uh, or interviewed thought that the Navy has a crisis of leadership and cultural and culture on the surface, he explained they say they have seen little institutional focus in their training over the years in war fighting and legality. One Navy lieutenant went on to say. Sometimes I think we care more about whether we have enough diversity officers than if we'll survive a fight with the Chinese Navy. Similarly, similarly, simil you know what I'm trying to say. Similar, whatever, a, rec a recently retired senior enlisted leader said, I guarantee you every unit in the Navy is up to speed on their diversity training. I'm sorry that I can't say the same for their ship handling training. In February, the Chief of Naval Operations released an updated reading list including how to be an anti-racist, which advocates for supposed woke teachings. According to the Republican leaders and those interviewed, the curriculum, curriculum is reportedly sending sailors into battle less prepared and less focused than their opponents. Republican lawmakers directed this investigation into the Navy after several high-profile losses of sailors and warships occurred. Critics say not only has the military degraded the effectiveness of its troops by teaching CRT, it stands in opposition to the 1976 Supreme Court decision that the military would be, a, would be apolitical or politically neutral under civil control, under civilian control. And that's all we have this week. Thank you for listening in on today's episode. Be sure to check out previous episodes to stay up to date and follow us on Twitter at capital S, lowercase c, m, b, a, g, capital N. So, until the next time, America, I've been your host, JWR, and remember, stay informed, stay involved, and keep America first. <laughs>